I check my scent box in my emails just to make sure that I'm getting better and accelerating and growing. I check my scent box and look at emails going, did I ask for help? This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. There's four ways, that things we have to do every day in, in the world. One, realize that we connect to other people in person. So if we're not connecting emotionally in person every day to somebody, you're making a huge mistake. Two, we connect by email every day. Email every day, almost everybody. We connect via phone, text or calls. We connect via phone. And then we connect via media. That's radio, print, TV, signage, advertising, traditional media. Don't fall into the trap, there's only social media. Social media is the amplifier and perpetuator of media, right? What social media is for is to take the great content, the great advertisements, the great ideas, that's all advertisements are, by the way, the great signage, that's an idea. Take your great ideas and amplify them in the pro projected monetary way so it's then perpetuated and re-monetized as an annuity. Never before. You could pay, you know, in my day, $100 million for signage right on a stadium. It still doesn't perpetuate for, forever. My YouTube videos do. Just the quality gets better and the speed gets better. More people watch them. That's amazing. But it wouldn't happen if I didn't get the stage to go ahead and record a TED Talk or do one of these that I can amplify and perpetuate with 50 people here, but 5 million that will watch it. Gotta realize that, monetize it. So in person, on the phone, email and media. We connect to people emotionally. Once we connect with you emotionally, people buy on emotion for logical reasons. It's easy to give those reasons to give more value than we receive. That's not exceeding expectations, that's meeting expectations. We always wanna give, but you gotta ask back. So how does this work? Every day practice this and you will be a success. Number one, Live your life with a lens of productivity and accessibility. What does that mean? Ask people how you can be of value or just be of value. Perform. Say, hey, I can introduce you to this person. Oh, can I get the door for you? Hey, how's your day? You look great. Right? Add value to somebody's life. Appreciate them. Ask people, anything I can do for you? Right? It doesn't have to be this canned, you know, can I be of service? You know, I know sometimes on my videos I'll tell people, how can I be of service? Look, the truth is, I just go ahead and help people as much as I can. Every person, in person, on the phone, via email and social media. But more importantly than that, because I know the productivity and accessibility, how accessible am I to everyone and how am I accessing what I want, I know the value I'm giving. I ask a more critical question every day. Do you know anyone that could help me? Right? I'm launching a book July 16th. Does anyone know anyone that could help me? I want more people to buy the book. Anybody know anyone that could help me? Right? Think about 10 years ago, some of us are almost as old as me in here. 10 years ago, we uh, couldn't ask and get the results that we would by asking, do you know anyone that could help me? Because most people had the power of asking about five people. That's where they felt comfortable. It would take too much time. It was cumbersome. Our relationships were at a different level. You, you couldn't just keep asking the same five people again and again. Hey, I got a friend, he needs a dentist. Oh, I got a friend, he needs a lawyer. I got a friend. What am I, right? Am I working for you? No, but today, on average here, we all have, on average, about a thousand followers or connections of people. On average, a thousand. 
Yet, most of you are at this show in person with thousands of people, and you haven't asked one person, do you know someone that can help me? If you just ask one person a day, think about it. At the end of the month, there's 31,000 new possibilities in your life in a network. 31,000. That's like a lifetime for old people like me. 31,000 people? Imagine if you do 10 people a day. I check my scent box in my emails just to make sure that I'm getting better and accelerating and growing. I check my scent box and look at emails going, did I ask for help? Right? Was there anything in there going, hey, you know, follow me on Instagram. Hey, do you know anyone that wants to buy my new book? Hey, do you know someone that can help with my charity? Hey, there should be an ask. People love to help. You're giving a gift. You're giving a gift by asking someone for help. You're making them feel good. Who here feels good when they do something for someone? You feel credible and emotionally tasked, but we don't give you that gift. Don't give you that gift. We feel guilty. My ego-based emotion. We create resistance, voids, obstacles, shortages in our brain that don't exist. There's more than enough of everything for everyone. More than enough. Do not live as a victim in a world of not enough, which none of you would. You wouldn't be here. But don't live in the world of, of just enough either. That's a scarce world. Yeah, it's an optimistic world. Yep, everything always happens for me. I lived there before. I had just huge cars, houses, golf course, ski mountain. Everything was for me. People would say, man, that guy's so positive. No, it's stupid. Because I didn't feel worthy of everything I had. I was afraid to give. Like literally everything was a negotiation or a bargain. Everything was a trade. I didn't understand giving. I didn't give with no conditions. I gave to my mom with conditions. I gave to my community religiously. I gave so much money, but I always wanted something in return, at least respect or thank you or my name somewhere or, you know, nice little story. Not anymore. Everything comes through me for others and it motivates me to have more. It takes away all the ego-based emotions of guilt, anxiety, fear. Oh my God, what are people gonna think? I just made $100 million. Oh my God, my poor mom made $12,000 and raised six kids, worked two jobs. What's she gonna think of me? I'm not worthy of this. Oh my God, I'm not enough, I'm not, right? No, I want 200 million because I can help twice as many people than 400 million. I don't need any of it. It's gonna come through me with appreciation, meaning I'm grateful for it, and I'm gonna add value to it and give it away. When you give it away, that's when you strengthen. Think about your ideas. When you share an idea, it becomes stronger. Same thing with everything else, because it's just energy. When you give your money away, it makes you stronger. Like, trust me, you're fulfilling, you're emptying yourself for more. And there's very pragmatic ways to live in both currencies, accelerate and grow with them for what you want. You cannot attach a time to it, right? It'll come at the right way at the perfect time, but it'll come a lot faster if you enjoy the pursuit of it. It'll seem like forever if you're living in that world of shortages, voids, anxiety, frustration, right? Listening to the voices in your own head. 40,000 of the same thoughts go through your head every day. Make sure you're programming the right ones. Ones with a higher temperature. Don't set your thermostat and say, oh, never been here, water's too deep, oh, this is too high. I see people all the time, I was one of them. No matter how much I made, I was destined to be right here. No matter how much I lost, I was destined to be right here. It was a thermostat, it was a belief. It was unconscious competencies, not anymore. Just break it through, there's more than enough of it. So how do you know you're doing the right things? You're doing the right things if you're consistently every day, persistently pursuing what you believe to be your potential that day. Every day you can change your values, right? Don't fall into a trap. There's personal values, your health, character, love, family. There's experiential values, 
you know, like coming to Hong Kong for a show. There's uh, giving values, right? How much am I going to be able to give? And there's receiving values. Don't fool yourself that it's 25%, 25%, 20%. You can't do that. If you're blessed at the end of your life, maybe it all will average out to 25, 25, maybe. But there's certain times in your life that you want to pursue your potential of making money in, the, in a business, creating a bit. You got to stay seriously focused. You have to be willing to give up certain things, right? Sacrifice. So how do we maintain relationships and balance with that? Minimum amount of times. My best piece of advice, always lower the bar and do it every day, right? If someone asked me today, how do you have such, I've been married 21 years. I have four children, three teenage daughters, a nine-year-old son, very close with my mom, my siblings, my cousins. How do I do that? A minimum amount of time every day. Minimum of time every day. My mom gets one minute a day minimum. Every day though, I don't miss a day. Why? Because I've started realizing, number one, I talked to my mom and said, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? All I want you to, to be is happy. Then why are you making me unhappy? Keep telling me what to do, that makes me unhappy. If you want me to be happy, stop telling me what to do. Stop making me drive down there to do shit that I don't have to do, I can pay someone to do it. What do you really want from me, besides being happy? She said, I just want to know that you love and appreciate me. Now, I'm a parent now, and I get choked up because I think to myself, yeah, I get that, right? I travel, I just want my kids to know that I love and appreciate them, but they love and appreciate me. So how do I maintain that? One minute a day, that's all I need. Call her, text her, email her, whatever it is. Always specifically the object is to make sure she knows that I love and appreciate her. My relationship with my mom has improved far greater than all the time I spent down at her house fixing whatever it was and doing whatever it is and going to dinners and not anymore. She doesn't need me to do any of that because she knows. Give it a minimum. Health. Number one thing, someone's gonna ask me best piece of advice for life, <laughs> find something that you love to do for the rest of your life that's healthy. <laughs> Exercise, stretch, eat, whatever it is. I give a minimum of an hour a day to my health because that's the engine of what I do. That allows me to connect to that inspires, that inspires me. So I actually will blow off my family so I can go work out, right? I, if you don't, you'll never go work out. Who wouldn't rather be with their kids than working out? Who wouldn't rather be making money than working out? Maybe some of us, but literally, I had to, I had to re, readjust my priorities. Minimum amount of time, 30 minutes for my wife, 30 minutes for my nine-year-old son, two minutes for my daughters, teenage daughters. I asked for five, they gave me two, but it's every day so that they know I care, they know I don't tell them what to do, but they know that I care. I'm right there every day asking them about what's going on. Listening, right, every day. Same thing in business. How do we do all this? Be a student of your calendar. Be a student of your calendar. Set parameters in your day to be productive and accessible. Number one, sleep. Anybody here sleep? About a third of your life. All of us. None of us has spent as much time focusing on our sleeps, the sleep that we do, what I call the activity we get paid for, right? There's no such thing as work, not in my world. There's activity you get paid for and activity you don't get paid for. 
Therefore, we now can put faith, focus, and attention on what activity do I get paid most for? How often can I do that activity? Well, how can we relate sleep to getting paid? There's a bunch of different ways, but one is we know that when we sleep, that that allows us to have more energy the next day, allows us to stay more focused, allows us to be happier. So why don't we spend some time studying the time that we sleep? How do we sleep better? How do we get more productive with our subconscious and unconscious? How do we program ourselves before we go to sleep to be successful so we wake up happy? How do we get refreshed when we sleep? What temperature should we be when we sleep? What kind of sheets should I have? How dark should it be? When should the light come on? None of you know the answers to that, I do because a third of my life was spent sleeping and I'm gonna be the best sleeper I can and I'm gonna beat people with math.